Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Today, author Tom Horn continues his look into the world of beast tech, and staff evangelist James Collins examines the foolishness of unbelief. A couple of outstanding ways to stay connected with us include our e-newsletter and our app. You can download our Southwest Radio Ministry app on your smartphone or tablet. With the app, you can listen to the daily program and read the latest articles by our Bible teachers. Download the SWRC app today. Just search SWRC and download the app on your Android or Apple device. Our e-newsletter is quickly becoming something people look forward to receiving in their inbox each week. The e-newsletter is free and has encouraging videos from Pastor Larry, timely articles, the latest resources, and a sneak peek at the upcoming programs on Watchmen on the Wall. Sign up today at swrc.com or simply call 1-800-652-1144. Tom Horn's book, Beast Tech, unlocks the mystery surrounding technology that's being used for humans and maybe even in humans. Our host, Pastor Larry Spargimino and Tom Horn, continue their look at Beast Tech and how it impacts us in ways we aren't even aware of. The year 2020 was perhaps one of the most apocalyptic years that planet Earth had ever seen. And 2021 is shaping up to be its equal. Anti-Americanism is now reaching a new high. Our country is being torn apart by radical ideologies. Our president is perhaps one of the most radical to fill the office of president ever. What's going on? Who knows what will happen in the very near future? Our guest once again is Dr. Tom Horn. We're offering the book Beast Tech, authored by Tom Horn and Terry Cook. Tom is back with us for a second show. We're so happy to have him. Thank you, Tom, for blessing me and our audience once again. I know it's going to be a great show. Thank you, Larry, as always, for getting the opportunity to be on the Southwest Radio Ministries. Do you believe the so-called deep state is using current global realities, specifically the coronavirus pandemic, to push a transhuman world order agenda? Yeah, to <laughs> say the least, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So look, as a believer in both the Bible and also specifically end times prophecy, I believe that in order to accomplish the rise of Antichrist, final solution, final world order, socialist, Marxist, communist world order. It's been my position for some time, and based on decades of personal Bible study and analysis, that Antichrist is going to create or take advantage of a global system. And that might all be initiated by a trigger event, such as the coronavirus pandemic, mm -hmm. that then puts in place policies that lead towards totalitarianism, which we can talk more about in a moment, but that Antichrist would do that to initiate a socialist new world order. Now, before I say a bit more about coronavirus and how I think it is connected to the lead-up to the mark of the beast, let me say a few things about the race to embrace an end-times government socialist Marxist dictatorship system within especially the Democratic Party right now, yes. although I don't want to bring this down to a political commentary. But that party right now, the presidential aspirants, are definitely trying to use 
this pandemic to grow the federal bureaucracy to unprecedented, I would say, even in time proportions. Yes. And the fact that we are standing on the precipice right now of martial law. People don't know how close we are mm-hmm. to something like that. For example, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio has been arguing that the best way to tackle the coronavirus outbreak is for the federal government to take over, yep. to nationalize private companies in the United States. Well, that's a Marxist tactic. He's also suggesting to the president that martial law might be the only proper reaction to control the movements of all Americans and take over private industry under war power acts. So this is happening, and it's happening at an astonishing pace to Americans to give up their freedom for the Democratic Party socialist Marxist leanings, or for that matter, the rhino. Let's just throw them all in there. Anybody that is trying to push (laughs) these kind of autocratic systems do not have their heart in the right place, in my opinion, and is certainly anti-American, to say the least. But yet, look at all the polling. So many voting Americans ready and willing to give socialism the old college try just one generation after the collapse of the Soviet Union, the most successful communist state in history. That has to be a shock to a lot of seniors who lived through the Cold War and the defeat of Hitler's Germany because, although liberals don't like to admit it, Nazis were just another flavor of socialism. But it's a classic example, Larry, of George Santayana's famous observation that those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it, right? It's a lesson that should have been learned by now. And yet, while the Soviet Union is the biggest example of socialism's failure in recent memory, there are others. Venezuela, one of the most recent, which has been spectacularly transformed from the wealthiest nation in South America into an economic wreck in less than 40 years as a result of these policies. And yet, here we are, Following a campaign season in which one of America's two main political parties is dominated by presidential candidates, was dominated, who seem to be competing to present, okay, I'll just say it, the most unaffordable, unsustainable, <laughs> frankly, unrealistic policy proposals in the history yeah, I would of the agree. United States. <laughs> From promise-free health care, even for coronavirus-infected people coming into the country illegally, free child care, free abortions for those who don't want to be burdened with caring for children, debt-free college education, guaranteed jobs, guaranteed incomes, even for those who don't want to work, affordable housing, reparations for a variety of groups with political correctness, grievances, and that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface right. of what I just frankly think is mind-bogglingly ignorant, pie-in-the-sky, Green New Deal ideas, <laughs> which are so, I'm sorry, Larry, but, I mean, you ask. It's so well, ludicrous that even liberal <laughs> pundits are admitting that it's putting both their presidential and gubernatorial candidates in an uncomfortable position heading towards 2022, and they're trying to figure out how in the world they can back off some of this. Right. It's a train wreck. <laughs> Look, I have for years predicted what is outlined in the book Beast Tech that you're making available to your audience, what I've called a trigger event or a series of trigger events that would bring the world to its knees in willingness for somebody or something to deliver us all 
from our calamities. In fact, not long ago, Newsweek magazine featured me because of something that I had said when I asked if coronavirus could be an example of the trigger event of Revelation 13, 16, where it says, He causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name, end quote. That particular phrasing has always been important to me because the Greek verb for causeth, he causeth all, poio, this actually implies something from the language that something is set in motion by the instigator of an event, in this case the spirit of Antichrist in the future, which then triggers others to have to respond to it. So you have to ask, just what is it that the Antichrist will, maybe already has, initiated, that would result in the majority of the global population making a sudden decision to accept his mark. And again, yes. the Greek word there, mark, is charagma, and as you know, it means to prick beneath the skin. It sounds very much like um, a hypodermic needle, but in any case, it had to be something extraordinary to put so much pressure on freedom-loving people around the world, especially right. in Judeo-Christian cultures, to cause them to lay aside their personal freedom and eternal salvation in exchange for an Orwellian society yes. where one world government oversees the smallest details of our lives and in which human liberty is going to be abandoned. Larry, I know that you have actually been working on a brand new book, and I heard that it's now available, it's imprinted, deals with a lot of this. It ties in with a phrase that you used a moment ago, a trigger event. The title of the book is Needless Death, COVID Corruption and Control. Our listeners may remember, and I'm sure you remember, that Rahm Emanuel, who was the key figure in the Obama administration, said this, never pass up a good crisis. It's an opportunity to do what you could not normally do. Now, COVID-19 is killing people. It's a real crisis, but it is being used to create what you were talking about. It's being used by fear mongers. For example, Dr. Fauci said, quote, as long as you have millions of people dying, we need to forego our individual rights. You just touched on that a moment ago. But if millions of people are not dying and there really is no pandemic, that takes the oomph, the credibility and power out of Fauci's argument. He doesn't want an effective, low-cost drug. He wants a pandemic. So that's why I've called the book Needless Death. Now, here's what's happening, and I'm sure you're well aware of it. HCQ, hydroxychloroquine, and ivermectin, there is so much censorship against these two very, very effective drugs. I don't know, Tom, if you're aware that about two or three weeks ago, there were some 10,000 physicians who gathered in Rome, and then there was another group in San Juan, Puerto Rico, who said, hey, what's going on? HCQ works. Ivermectin works. And in my book, I have a transcription of an interview I did with Dr. Keith Rose. Dr. Keith Rose is an amazing man. He's the medical doctor in Corpus Christi, and he has a clinic. And he said he's used ivermectin and HCQ to cure 3,000 people of COVID-19, it works. And then, of course, you probably know Dr. Stella in Houston, who has actually used it on 7,000 people. So it seems like the evil 
set that we're dealing with, and you mentioned several of our leaders, they're trying to squash this. They're trying to use all kinds of censorship. And of course, America has never had censorship, but now the truth keeps on breaking forth. You've got doctor after doctor after doctor saying, hey, wait a second, this is ridiculous. In fact, the attorney general of the state of Nebraska said, you know, we authorize if a doctor wants to use ivermectin or HCQ, no problem with us. This attorney general said Dr. Fauci is wrong because he said there's no scientific proof, said Dr. Fauci, that these two effective low-cost medications work. And then the attorney general said that's not correct. They do work. So it just seems to me as if God is giving us a bit of a respite. I see some good things coming out of it. Ultimately, I know where it's going, but I think we do have perhaps an open window. I know you believe in revival in the end times, and I do as well. So that's what my book talks about. Needless death is shocking, but now there are lawsuits. As a matter of fact, there is a province in India, and I can't remember the name, it's got 240 million people. They've wiped out COVID-19. They've used ivermectin. Everybody is free from COVID-19. So it's like the Lord is saying, what's said in secret is going to be shouted from the housetops or from the rooftops. And I think that's really what's happening at the present time. Well, I agree with you completely. There is a pharmaceutical industrial complex. And obviously, Fauci and other people work hand in hand in tandem with that monstrous system. It's a trillion dollar industry. They have literally annually billions of dollars at risk if people turn away from their products, their vaccines, whatever, and find these other kinds of either natural treatments or treatments like ivermectin that have been out there for a while. The so-called horse dewormer, though, (laughs) the version of it that most people are taking if they're getting it prescribed from the doctor is not the same thing as going to your local farm store and (laughs) buying horse dewormer. It's a different version than that. But the bottom line is, I've seen several people on television that have their own television programs and whatever that when they came down with the coronavirus, that was exactly what they used. They used natural supplementation and ivermectin and things like that and completely cured and reached natural immunity, which, by the way, also a lot of doctors are saying and scientists are saying natural immunity is actually better than getting the so-called vaccines. And this vaccine, does your book go into the fact that this vaccine is different than the way all other vaccines were made here to date in which they took dead cells from whatever contagion, injected it into people, and then people's natural immunity system kicked in like the so-called annual flu shot, where with these coronavirus vaccines, this is actually genetic engineering. This is gene therapy, and it's unproven in the sense that it does not have years of experimentation in animal models and so on. We literally went within months of announcing warp speed to putting out these gene therapies that people are now using as vaccinations, and many, many health professionals, literally thousands of them worldwide, a warning that we do not know what the long-term impact on humanity is going to be. It kind of reminds me where the book of Revelation talks about those who receive the mark of the beast also breaking out with blisters and sores and all this stuff that happens to them that does definitely seem to be a negative genetic component to whatever 
the so-called mark of the beast is. And speaking about the mRNA vaccine, Dr. Robert Malone is basically the inventor of it, but recently, in fact, he was one of the 10,000 in Rome who said, hold on, you know, this could be very, very serious. He's put the brakes on. And I think when the inventor of a vaccine is saying, hold on, we better check things out, especially in view of the mandate that is removing so many good people from the military, patriotic Americans, they don't want to take it, so they're removed. Guess what? It looks like the Biden administration is trying to get all the good people out of government, out of medicine, and to bring in those who are not American citizens, who don't have any real desire for freedom and liberty. They don't understand what America is all about. This, I think, is a draconian thing. However, like I said before, I think some people are waking up. Now, I don't know how far the wake up will go, but I'm a positive guy and I know you are too. So, Tom, this has been a great delight. Thank you so much. We always have good discussions. I'm glad we could record it and provide our listeners with information and inspiration. Thank you, gentlemen. Get the complete two-day conversation about Beast Tech with Tom Horn on CD by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online swrc.com. Our Fall Virtual Prophecy Conference just finished up. The entire conference is now available on DVD with speakers that include Billy Crone, Larry Stamm, Bill Federer, Rob Linstead, Michael Hoggard, Eric Barger, James Collins, Michael Samuel Smith, and Larry Spargimino. All these speakers, all the teaching sessions, all on DVD. Get the complete Fall Virtual Prophecy Conference on DVD today for a gift of $50 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144, or order online, swrc.com. In Psalm 14, verse 1, we read, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. On today's edition of The Bible Says, James Collins examines that verse and looks at the foolishness of unbelief. The Bible says in Psalm 14:1, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. After decades of being a believer, I think it's ridiculous to make the claim that there is not a God. However, I understand that those who believe there is no God are deceived. The Apostle Paul wrote in Titus 3:3, for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Most of us have been deceived at one time or another in our life. Before Christ came into my life, I was in that category. Even though I never claimed that there was no God, the way that I lived my life was a declaration that God was just irrelevant to me. Even though I never claimed to be an atheist, my lifestyle most certainly denied God, but thankfully, through the death of His only begotten Son, I'm now saved. You know, unbelief is a cancer that has spread to millions of families throughout America and the world. Why? Because for the most part, this world has turned away from God. Sadly, the majority of American children are not taught about God by their parents as they're growing up. 
Not too long ago, if parents didn't teach their children who God is and what His commandments were all about, they received some insight into God's existence in school. Of course, that teaching is gone now. As each new generation comes along, there is less and less taught about God. In many homes, as well as in the public schools, there is no mention of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's almost as if there were someone trying to keep millions of people from knowing the creator of the universe. It's like there's someone behind the scenes who's in opposition to God. But wait a minute. There is just such an entity in the world. He's God's adversary, and he's the father of all lies. Satan is actively working to deceive the world, and you know he hasn't changed his tactics since he lied to Eve in the garden. The same way he deceived Eve is the same deception that he uses today. Did God really say, and you shall not surely die? Basically, the devil convinced Adam and Eve that they could be their own gods. That is why so many people are willingly deceived today. People would rather believe in themselves instead of following Almighty God. Just take evolution, for example. This terrible lie has been instrumental in placing doubt in people's minds. Consequently, it turns them away from God. And since the inception of evolution, it's second only to the lie Satan told Eve. Of course, we all know that the teaching of evolution as fact is still going strong in our public schools today, even though it is easily proven to be false. Since there are untold millions being led down a path that is opposed to God, and that path leads to destruction, obviously there is another path. If we have been given two opposing views, and one view must be correct and one incorrect, and since we've been given the knowledge by God to choose that correct view, how then are so many convinced that they have chosen correctly and yet remain on a direct path to hell? Well, you should never underestimate the devil. Sadly, whether they know it or not, all atheists and agnostics are condemned to hell. Of course, they don't believe there is a hell, but that doesn't stop the truth that hell exists. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. I've never seen air, but I'm able to breathe something in through my nose and mouth that keeps me from suffocating. Atheists and agnostics, one say there is no God, and the other says you can't prove that God exists. Either way, God through his word has said they're both foolish and they're both condemned. Jesus said in John 3:18, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You see, God isn't interested in your excuses for denying him. He's interested in your faithfulness and your relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ. God will never force you to believe in Him, but He's given you all the proof you need to come to that understanding and to accept His presence in your life. God doesn't want you to be a mindless robot either. He wants you to be a genuine believer who made a choice to follow Him, believe in Him, to love Him, and be willing to place your faith trust, and hope in Him. And if you're one of those millions who've given yourself to Satan, God is still waiting for you to turn from that choice and to rethink that decision, but He won't wait forever. Atheists need only to change their mind about God, turn away from the devil, and join the rest of God's children who have placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It's not difficult, but it is humbling. 
I have often asked myself what keeps people from accepting the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then I remember my life before Jesus. Did God send to me some great revelation? Did the clouds open up one day, the sky part, and God speak to me so I could make that decision that would change my life? No, God doesn't work that way. He didn't send an angel to me. None of that. The simple fact is God sent me a believer, someone who was previously, just like me, lost. Praise God for that man who shared the gospel with me. Jesus Christ paid the high price for the sin of the world by dying in our place. It was our punishment that he received. Jesus was perfect in every way with no sin in his life, and yet he died being punished for all sins for all time. The only thing that he asks of us is to believe in him, believe in what he accomplished for us, believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. That's it. Once we do that, He will take care of the rest. Someone once asked the question, what's so amazing about grace? The answer is, grace can save that wretched atheist, just like it saved wretched James Collins. This is James Collins reminding you that the Bible says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Today we're offering Tom Horn and Terry Cook's book, Beast Tech. If you'd like to learn about technology and how it's being used to fulfill Bible prophecy, make sure you get a copy of Beast Tech. In this book, you'll discover how as newer versions of RFID-like transmitters become even more sophisticated, adding other prophetic components such as merging human biological matter with transistors to create living, implantable machines, The authors of this book, a former police detective and a best-selling prophecy writer, have come to believe the possibility that the mark of the beast will arrive through a version of this technology is substantial. Get Beast Tech by Tom Horn and Terry Cook for a gift of $15 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can always order online swrc.com. And remember, all orders over $100 will receive free shipping. Before we go, I wanted to tell you about our special thank you gift for November. Southwest Radio Ministries is proud to present our die-cut etched Christmas tree ornament. The ornament features our classic logo of the watchman on the wall blowing the shofar. Our motto, God is still on the throne and prayer changes things, is engraved across the top of the ornament. The etched silver color captures and bends light, reflecting and sparkling magnificently. Every ornament is a true piece of heritage and craftsmanship which you will enjoy this Christmas and for years to come. Get your Watchman on the Wall Christmas ornament for a gift of $100 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order the Christmas ornament online, swrc.com. When you support this ministry by ordering a book, DVD, or even a Christmas ornament, you are bringing clarity to the chaos. Thank you. Tomorrow, we get to open the radio vault and listen to former host Dr. David Weber teach about the 70 weeks of Daniel. 
Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.